So, Karen, you know, I never thought I would say these words, but I am excited about my gut. Me too. It's fascinating to think that if you've got all the right bacteria in there, then it can have a positive effect on your hormones. And at our age, it's all about the hormones. I mean, it affects your sleep. It affects your bowel movements. Uh, vaginal health, hot flashes and bloating. I hate bloating. Oh, no, me too, me too. Well, we're two weeks into taking our Better Gut supplements and I am excited to see if it makes a difference. So far, so good for me. Are you remembering to take them? Yes, once a day with my meal. Good stuff, good stuff. Try the Better Gut today to support you through a better menopause. Visit www.thebettermenopause.com to find out more about the science and order your supplements today. With delivery straight to your door and the supplements coming in convenient, portable packaging, they will easily blend into and support any busy lifestyle. You can also sign up to their newsletter and join their thriving community. Right now, you can receive 15% off your first order with my special code. That's K15, K-A-Y-E 15, all one word. That's www.thebettermenopause.com and the code is K15. This week on the How To Be 60 podcast, the founder of Absolute Collagen, Maxine Laceby. And there is no one who's more surprised that she now heads up a multi-million pound business than her. If you'd have told me at 16, at 58, you're going to have short grey hair, be carrying two stone more than normal, and you'll be the face of a beauty brand, I would have absolutely howled. But here I am. Very bizarre. And I'm wondering how to be 60. It's scaring the shit out of me. Hello fellow travellers, it's time for another injection of How To Be 60 with me, Kay Adams, and... Me. I've got some uh, suggestions for you. In terms of your introduction from our lovely listeners, they have been in touch to give you a ta-da moment. Ta-da, well, ta-da, we. Ta-da, are you ready? Yeah. Jane Young has been in touch. She's obviously been working overtime on this. She went for, well, the obvious thing, the first one, obviously, Mad Mackenzie. Um, but, but that's just a statement of fact. Yeah. Um, but then the Mac... The Mac. The Mac, but it doesn't scan. No. Mickey Adams and the Mac. No. Falls off the end. Mm -hmm. This one I like. Mm -hmm. Madam Mackenzie. Madam Mackenzie. That makes me sound a bit like a modem, like a madam. You little madam, you. Yeah. You behave yourself. Or a modem, like, you know, like modem. A, a brothel owner. I, I'm, I'm liking <laughs> modem better, actually. Modern Mackenzie. My favourite one, though, is Frenzy Mackenzie. ぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひぜひ
you know, I was kind of disbelieving that I would be 60 because I ha- I held it in such a sort of fear or horror or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, and I was a bit confused. I was like, Christ, how can I be 60? Yeah. But, you didn't want to announce that you were 60, though, did you? No, but I wasn't, I don't think I was scared. And I was quite interested that Jane said and this other woman had said that she was actually scared of being 60. Isn't that funny? What you're scared of? Yeah. Is it how you're seen? I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting, an interesting thing. Yeah. Scared of being 60. Um, and Carmel has come in with Glamour Mackenzie. Oh, that's a, is that Australian for Glamour? No, well, glamour? It's, well it, it's obviously in your impending grannyhood. Oh, in like a Glamma. Oh, oh, God. A glamorous me. granny. Oh, right. Well, I'll take that. Yes. Glamour Mackenzie. Yes. Nobody will understand that, though. I don't no, know. Well, we can't explain it. We can't explain it. No, thank you for those. So, um, podcast at HTB60 for your uh, suggestions to introduce Karen. But, I mean, it's happening very soon. We're in proper countdown mode, aren't we, for the baby? We are. We are. I know it's getting very exciting. I've actually started to look for, you know, these polystyrene boxes you get at the fish mongers that are kind of you know you they're kind of I suppose they are it's a baby that's coming no I know that but I've said to Lisa I would like to uh, take the placenta home <laughs> to dig into the garden and I thought that would be really nice um are you winding me up no I'm not and I know it's slightly cranky even I'm on the sort of <laughs> crank edge of crankiness but they're full of nutrients, the placenta. You're I not got, saying this with a straight face. You are winding you know, me up. What I'm thinking is, uh, actually, do you know, I think I don't need the box from the fishmongers. No, the placenta. I need, How are you going to get the oh, placenta? It's, it's on her notes. She's got it on her notes. So when I was back up at the midwife um, with her last week, and, oh, right, oh, oh, after birth, so that's going with you, is it? So they have to register it. So um, I'm waiting for the call, obviously, the announcement, and they'll be in the van, way up there, with my ziplock bag my cool box and my blocks of you know my ice things or I my tell you what, ice. we've been doing this for two years and you have finally shut me up <laughs> i don't believe that for a second you are down on her hospital notes to collect the afterbirth yeah but i won't eat it key i'm not cooking it and eating it that would be a step too far and nor would i make jewelry with it i think it's a really nice gesture so I'm going to get a little holly tree or something like a little baby holly tree and put it in a, a tub and then in goes the, the, the soil, then placenta, then more soil, and then the holly tree. And then, you know, when it comes to it, she can actually take it when she gets a garden or whatever. Yeah. Oh, hi. well, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to go with that. That's, <laughs> that's that, nice. It is nice. It's lovely. Right. It's a shame to get rid of it. As I say, it's full of nutrients. You're not going to grow vegetables around it or anything? Well, I suppose I could, actually. <laughs> God, they might go wild, though. Eh? tell you what, today's guest is absolutely going to love you. It's Maxine Laceby, who's the founder of Absolute Collagen, which has, of course, taken the beauty industry by storm. Um, Maxine didn't work for 25 years. She was bringing up her two girls. And then, just as she was turning 50, she started brewing up chicken feet. So, like I say, you two are going to get on like a house on fire. <laughs> She'll tell you the story. Discovered collagen out of this, and out of that an empire was born. So uh, I'm looking forward to speaking to her, but I'm thinking that's where you're going wrong with all the mad stuff that you make, you know, the kombucha and the marmalade and the pickled cucumber and the tablet, because you're not catching a wave. It would be lovely to make a million. I'm not making that million, am I? She caught a wave, you know, with the collagen. You're not catching a wave. So maybe pickled placenta. Oh, God. Come on. Oh my Run God. with me on this one. This red wine vinegar or white wine? Or cider. <laughs> 
my god, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Are you that really... came down your nose. Yeah, it's quite it sore when it comes down your nose. <laughs> <laughs> it is indeed. Anyway, how's your decolletage? Which I can't even say that. Go on, try it. Decolletage. <laughs> Decolletage. I can't really say either. Actually, just say it because I think my it's, chest, d- your chest. How's your how's your crinkly, chest. crepey old it, chest? No, let crinkles. me have a look at it. I can see that crinkles. Can you see? I'm all right, actually. Well, yeah, yeah. it's all right, actually. To be honest, mine isn't that good, so I can't really boast about it. No, but no. don't give up, Kate. No, no, it's it's worth. You've been using. I have magazines. Got- Stuff, yes, stuff the collagen stuff, yeah. The cream smells gorgeous, yes. I have to see it's really nice, and I hope that I'm doing it right. But I started my where we just see that is chest just above you, yeah. Okay, no, they're not. Are you sure? Yeah, maybe I think I'm... they are. No, it's probably because I got in a baggy jumper. Mm, that's yeah. quite tight. Sure. No, it's I hope not. the collagen doesn't shrink in your chest. Christ, do you think it will? <laughs> It tightens things up that much. Maybe. Oh my god. Maybe Hang they on. won't be pendulous anymore. Mm. She actually looks distressed. This is wonderful. <laughs> but I'm loving the smell of it. And also I'm wanting to ask a question because I've got the collagen, oh, I don't know what the names of it are, you need to put on your eyes. I want to know whether it goes under your eyes or just round. All right, we can ask. So, this yeah. is good. It's good. I'm, I'm really glad to see that you're taking better care of yourself now. Because now that you've got this one glistening tooth. <laughs> And do you know what the bizarre I don't thing is? Getting a fright when it sees you next to the tooth that's been done looks really white. Bizarrely, look at see. You know what? You are bloody lucky. You started doing this podcast with me. You've got these. Okay. Oh, I wouldn't I say think that, about it every day. I'm so I, lucky I sitting it. next to you doing this podcast. Yeah, I mean your teeth are whiter. They're straighter. Your your breasts are looking firmer. What to do with you? <laughs> I've introduced you to a world here. Excuse me. Well, actually, do you know what? Yes. HRT. You're probably right. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my God. What think, have you done for you? Yes, I am Frankenstein, and you are my monster. I've said this before. <laughs> um, and it's so it's good you're making an effort. I even like your jumper, which is great. Thanks, In fact, I'm looking a riot compared to you. I'm looking at Maxine and I'm a bit embarrassed. She looks very glamorous. I know. Actually, I'm going to take this off. I'm looking absolutely shy. I've got to sort this up. I was was thinking about Diane last week, Diane from The Traitors. Yeah. And she said at the end that she still loves to get dressed up Mm. and and party. Mm -hmm. She's 63, Diane, Mm -hmm. I think she was, isn't she? Um, And I really thought about it afterwards and I thought, I mean, if it wasn't for loose women, I would never be out of elasticated trousers. Is that right? Um, and I don't know whether it is that's maybe a good you thing what, what, that I'm comfortable that a, in my own skin or easy, no make no effort. I've given up the ghost mm. or I just maybe I think I just accept at this age you're not gonna look in the mirror and go, Oh, you look hot stuff, are you? So I don't know. Okay, K- K- don't give up yet. Honest to God, you don't think you can't afford to. <laughs> no, you I'm not being funny. <laughs> what do you mean? Don't. I mean, look at you. What? There's room for improvement there. I think. Yeah. Oh, I please. don't know. It's no. funny. Have some pride in yourself. In I, your was, I was in Loose Women last week and uh, Jodie Foster was on this morning. Oh, right. so I was, Oh, I love Jodie Foster. I've always loved Jodie Foster. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I was sitting in the makeup chair and I saw on the monitor she was on this morning. And I said, right. And I leapt out the, the makeup chair. I said, I'm going to find Jodie Foster. And I had on a dressing gown, oh. which I belt around my hips. It looks very unattractive. Oh, and so I went and I sat outside of this morning's studio and waited for 
Jodie Foster to come out. Okay, that's like a wee stalker. And it was pathetic. And she came out. And I'm grinning at her like a complete oh, idiot. God. And she looked at me, you know, that way that famous people look Jenna, at people and they're just like, are slightly cautious and they're about to call for security. And, and I'm <laughs> saying, with my dressing gown on, belted around my hips, grinning at her like a complete idiot. That's scary. And it was only when I went down, I thought, shit, look at me. I'm on a, But then would it have made any difference if I'd was been she Was she pleasant? She kind of gave me that very wary oh smile as if she God, was just a bit concerned. I love Jodie Foster. If if there was ever a movie of my life, Jodie Foster would play me. All right. So who would play you? Um, I don't know if she's an actor. Annie Lennox. Annie Lennox? Yes. Why? Oh, she's strong. She's got a big mouth. <laughs> that would be a start. <laughs> and she's just got, she makes a statement. She's wonderful. Yeah, got a wee bit of a girl fancy for her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Annie Lennox. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Oh, yeah. well. Yeah. I wonder who, I wonder who Maxim would have play on her movie, because she might actually have a movie. Uh, well, I'll get her to think about that. Now, are you ready for some emails? Oh, I do love this bit. Jolly yes. good. Yeah. Well, this is actually emails of the week, um, because people were responding to that question. Do you still get dressed up? So this is from Jeanette. She said, I'll be 60 in May, Kay. And to me, it's just a number. Yep, I still like to get dressed up. I put on the fake tan every weekend, (laughs) even in the winter. I think it makes you feel better. I love my heels, my skinny jeans, my mini skirts. I get the pins out when I'm going out. To me, age does not define you. Keep yourself young at heart and keep going. I love it. Thank you, Jeanette. Susan says, I'm nearly 56 and I still really thing. hate loungewear. Oh, I just okay. love a dress. I really casual clothes. That's interesting. What is lounge? Is this the baggy pants? Is this the yeah, baggy joggers? She says yeah. casual clothes make me feel old. Even at I the think... height of the pandemic, I wanted to put on something nice because I still yeah. had to go out to work. I yeah. dressed up more than necessary to feel better. That's good. That, I think that's fair enough. I mean, those joggers, do they hang around your arse? Are they, do they fit around you? Or are they just, you know, baggy everywhere? You're looking at me like that. Well, you're hardly a fashion plate. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, Anna Wintour here sitting next to me. <laughs> Do you think so? Do you think so? No, I no. don't. Um, and we've got one here from Ellie Woodburn. Uh-huh. Um, Ellie? We, we are, well, we're sending you all our love, uh, Ellie. Ellie is going for test next week for laryngeal cancer. Uh, so she says, best power lesbian outfit it shall be. I came out last year at the age of 59 and I ain't letting nothing get in my way, she says. This will be the first time out of the peninsula of Kintyre since Christmas. Time to see those 10 grand wains, me thinks. Oh hey, bloody hell, God. Ellie. God. Oh, yeah. uh, well, listen, wishing well, you yeah. all the luck in the world, yeah. Ellie. I hope those tests come back the way yeah. that you want them to. Let us know how they And go. make sure that you look absolutely I'm sure you will. And of course, this is how you get in touch. Email us at podcast at htb60.com. That's podcast at htb60.com. We'll speak to Maxine after this. Do you know what, Karen? BBC Maestro, it just keeps getting better and better. I know, they just keep adding courses all the time. I'm totally spoiled for choice. They've got that um, Professor Tim Spector now. He has got 20 video lessons about the science of eating well. And I tell you what, after what I've eaten and drunk this Christmas, it is just what I need. Actually, I really fancy that as well. But I'm still enjoying learning all about wine from Jancis Robinson. I now know the four things to look for on the label before buying, rather than just the picture. It's so much better than a New Year's resolution that you know you are just not going to keep. 
you find something that you're really interested in and you really enjoy and you learn from the best in the business. You could write a novel by the end of the year. Lee Child has a course on writing popular fiction and you should know. He sold more than 200 million of the Jack Reacher series. Oh, well, let's walk before we can run, shall we? Uh, go to bbcmaestro.com and use the code K, that's K-A-Y-E, to get your 40% off your favourite video course or 40% off a subscription, which gives you access to every single BBC Maestro course. Let the greatest be your teacher with BBC Maestro. Well, hello, the very glamorous Maxine. You are putting us to shame here. Well, I don't think I am. I think it's just my hair. It is just hair. It's amazing. It's just so easy, honestly. And it just always looks a little bit done and it's not done, I promise you. And putting a shirt on helps, I guess. Oh, no, you absolutely look the business. I mean, that hair. I mean, I, I, I always kind of slag Karen for letting her hair go grey. And I'm sure you'll agree it's a bird's nest. But if it could look like <laughs> yours, my <laughs> <laughs> it's just the, the colours. You could do that, Lou. You could do that. No, I would just look like shit. Do you think? Yeah, absolutely. So I used to have it long, and I felt I got to an age it dragged my face down. So having a style that pushed up, I just feel that it, yeah, elongates me. And it's bloody mm. easy because I'm all about ease. I haven't got the time or patience. To be honest with you, so hang on, bear with yeah. us. Actually, let's just do that. Put your hand up because the you... other advantage of that is if you pull it really tight, then it pulls your jowls <laughs> up. Look at that! Look! Oh my God, I look like Yoda. It certainly looks better <laughs> for your eyes. Now, in terms of who might play you in the movie, Maxine, because um... when looking at your story, they will realise that there may well be a movie. I have already thought of someone, and I, this has come to me as I'm looking at you. Uh huh. But you go first because you get to pick who would play you in the movie. Mm. Oh my God! I mean the. People I really respect are like the old school ones, I guess, like the Gonnie Weaver and people like that. Um, well, I tell you what, Andy McDowell. Yeah. Andy McDowell is who I'm going to have play you in the movie, Maxine. What do you think? I'm going to write that email to Netflix later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. Well, I mean, you do look so glamorous. Um, I'm sure whenever you say that to somebody, they'll always say, I don't feel that way inside. But is that part of the look? Because you are now officially the head of a beauty empire aren't you bizarre you know i'm 58 if you'd have told me at 16 at 58 you're gonna have short gray hair be carrying two stone more than normal and you'll be the face of a beauty brand i would have absolutely howled but here i am very bizarre and i think my personal journey to where i am physically is all part of absolute collagen and how i discovered the collagen was all part of me stripping myself completely bare and taking off all my external masks. And, you know, I listen to your podcast a lot because I love you guys. And the energy you bring is amazing, by the way. And I just, I did go through a stage of, oh, you know, what am I doing? Who am I? And some before business. And and then I just had to reset and I had to stop. And I had to think, Maxine, because I think a lot of women go through this thing where their children leave home and we just go through so much stuff. And for me, my fine art degree that led, led to the collagen, for me, was a time to pause. And that really, really helped me. You know, just to, to let people know the truth, let's take the fine art degree, which was what, in your late 40s? Yeah, 49. Let's take that as the sea change. So what was life before? 
And then we'll talk about, you know, what, how and why it changed so much. What was life before? So I was very insecure about my looks. You know, my mum was anorexic. She did a bit of modelling. And I don't know if it come from there or... But yeah, I've always been quite insecure about my looks. And if I go, go back a long, long time, my, my, uh, I was adopted. My mother uh, fostered children. We had about 28 children, not in all one go. And it was just a home full of love. And I loved children. And then I met my ex-husband. He had children. So I've, I've never had a career to think of. I just worked in bars and shops and things. And then I gave up work to look after his children. I was That was my decision because he had quite a successful business. And then we had children. So I didn't really do anything. I sat alongside a very successful person. What comes with that is a life of doing gorgeous things, hard work, entertaining and all that sort of stuff. And, and were you happy with that? I thought I was, but no, I wasn't. And, you know, Rob and I get on really well now. And, you know, I would have never married a bad man. You know, that is my saving grace. I've always thought that because divorce is shit, right? Wherever, wherever, however much you get on, divorce is hard. And I knew once we come through that, we would get on. We just fell out of love. And no, I wasn't happy. We bought a beautiful uh, farmhouse uh, in France. We spent a year doing it up. We'd had all this gorgeous furniture flown over, dri- driven over rather. And so the girls were probably about nine, ten at that time. And we'd gone over to France the weekend to, to make this house beautiful. We were just talking to each other like we were something on the bottom of each other's shoe. And I just thought, this is really sad. What are we doing? I don't want my girls to think this is a loving relationship because how can it be? And I gave them a bottle of wine. I'm sad, taking the girls for a walk. I want to know, are you happy? And he had the courage to say no. Mm. Rob, Rob, he said, why are you telling me now? Rob was about to sell out the following week. And I knew because the person I am, I had to tell him before he did that. I wanted to do the right thing by everybody. And that is really who I am. And so whilst my life to everyone looked glamorous, for me it was soulless. And I hate saying that, but I just wasn't happy. Um, I was felt that just actually... with the relationship or was that with your sense of self? No, it was sense of self. And I can see that now. It was nothing to do with Rob, really. I had to go on a discovery journey of myself in order to become happy with who I was. And I, I, the divorce led me to do that, you know, because I'd gone from this life of looking inward eight holidays a year, whatever I wanted I had, you know, great friends, lovely cars and all that stuff. So suddenly, shit, I'm on my own now. This is tough. And I hadn't even written a check and no one writes checks anymore for 20 years. Mm. Right. I was terrified. I remember, it's amazing. I run a business now at 30 million turnover this year. I remember the first holiday I booked without Rob, I was terrified of booking a flight, terrified. But I had to put myself in that situation in order to get to where I am. So it was everything. It wasn't just looks. It was just about being accepting of Maxine. And what I do know is you need to accept yourself. You need to fall in love with yourself. And until you do that, nobody else will. And I've done that now. And I'm not sat here saying I'm the great I am. I'm brilliant because I'm not. As I said, I'm just a little old me, but I'm a really good person. I do the right thing and I love life. And that's not always been the case, but I had to go on that journey myself. I had to put myself in a really insecure, I had to stand on my own 
in order to become Maxine. So what was the journey? The journey started with leaving Rob. Um, that was tough, but I knew I had to do it. I moved out of the family home and moved myself into rent accommodation because I wanted it as easy for him as possible. I told him to take what he wanted and leave what he didn't. I'm, I just, I'm quite um, an easygoing person, really, and I didn't want to fight. And once we got through that, the girls and I, as I said, bought a house in a rat-infested pit, and we did it up together, which was just beautiful. And that's where we grew as a three. And then it was the art degrees. And that's where I did my Dare to Go Bear project. And it's really weird. So the Dare to Go Bear project was all about me. I used to have long, dark, curly hair. And I guess, yeah, still insecure about who I was. And I did this project for four months. So I stripped myself bare of makeup. I took all the colour out of my hair. It went yellow to start with. I had it cut really short. I had a tattoo saying, own who you are. No, no, my first tattoo, actually, you're more than just a body. And it's a note to self. Note to self. You're more than just a body. And it's there. And I, yeah. And then the, the next one was own who you are. And then, I had my nose pierced. I bought a motorbike and I walked into my house and my children went, holy smoke, <laughs> what is going on? But yeah, that's me, you know. And so I don't do things by half. So it was the most scary, second scariest thing I'd done. Leaving Rob was the first, but the most rewarding. It was a beautiful journey of self-discovery that if I could get every woman to do it, honestly, it it was just beautiful because I realized at the end that I'm all right. I'm I'm enough. Look at me. I'm okay. So how did you start to build yourself up again? Well, first of all, I started talking to myself nicely because I inner monkey keeps putting me down. And today I laugh at her. Like she tells me I'm stupid. I oh, use stupid cat Maxine. And I laugh at her now. I go, yeah, right. Go away. So I started talking to myself nicely. And then I started looking at what I was putting in my body. And one of the first things I did was I started, the Americans were doing bone broth. So I thought, well, it's got to be good if the Americans do. I'm going to make my own bone broth. I just started making it and drinking it and had this most amazing sense of well-being. And it wasn't just how my skin was glowing. It was how I felt. I just felt really good. Cut a long story short, my eldest daughter, Darcy, was studying food science at the time. And I looked at this boiling up all these things and thought, God, this is really hard work. And I'm not one to be in the kitchen. I find it quite boring. Um, And so we looked at it and we found out that it was probably the collagen that was making the difference. And so that's really how Absolute Collagen was born. It was just all the stars were aligned. And I took lots of risks, you know, lots and lots of risks. But I'm a risk taker. I'm the risk taker. Darcy's not. And I guess Darcy being my eldest daughter and co-founder. And that that really was how Absolute Collagen came to be. It's amazing. But then you described a life for 20 years where you hadn't even written a cheque, you know, mm-hmm. that everything was taken care of. Uh, I mean, it's one thing, you know, discovering yourself, you know, bone broth, you feel better. But going into business, taking the risks that you're talking about, that's a whole different ballgame. I mean, was that a big vision or did it come step by step? It came step by step. It was never a big vision. Absolute Collagen has never been about money. It's about empowering like how can I get this to as many women as possible my friends wanted it it's it's not about oh how can we make money it's never been about that unfortunately I'm no longer CEO I brought one in so for me it's about the team and the absolutes that's all the absolutes are our, our uh, consumers that's all I care about 
you know, the, we have to care about money, of course. We've got bills to pay and all the rest of it and, you know, everything else. But it, if it's about money, I just don't think it'll ever work. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting when you said it's not about the money because generally people don't believe you when you say that. Yeah, <laughs> they always go, it's not about the money. Don't yeah. this. But, but you're interesting for a whole host of reasons, but you had the money. You had the money for yep. 20 years. Yeah. And it didn't make you happy. No, no because I hadn't made it. It's never mind. Mm. Mm. And and that's not my ex-husband, by the way. That was me. That was I owned that. Do you know, it's so bizarre. I actually admitted the other day. This is so strange. When Rob and I split up, I got a settlement. I got 30% of what he, because he had the business before me and all of that. Um, and it wasn't, yeah, I mean, it wasn't what people might think it is. It, it, it wasn't millions and millions. I nearly had a bonfire in my garden and burnt it all. That is the honest truth. Because I thought the only way I can make something is if I really need to be hungry. And that's bizarre. I didn't do it, by the way, because I just thought I'd rather give it to charity and my kids would kill me. Yeah, but it was never mine. And I, like I said, that's not my ex-husband putting that on me. That was me putting that on me. I had to prove myself to myself. No doubt about it. Because, you know, Absolute Collagen is, is now uh, a very successful, very profitable uh, company, which is marvellous. But equally, you know, you could have tried it out and it could have been interesting and it could have been nice, but not made you a fortune. Would that have felt like a disappointment? No, not at all. I think it's always been the journey. It was never, oh, let's create a multi-million pound business. It was just, we just got on with the job in hand and just it did each step as we did it. You know, I put a lot of money in. I sold jewellery. I borrowed from friends. I remortgaged my house. I sat the kids, kids down every every stage and said, right, I want to remortgage the house. I want to put this into the business. Uh We could lose this. And they said, what does that mean? I said, we'd move from this house to a three-bedroom house. So, I kind of sold it to them like that. Um, they went, yeah, okay, because they were always my priority. They've got to be happy. They've got to know the risks. But, it's, you know, they were 12. No, not at that age. They were, they were older. Um, and they were, they were happy, you know, and I am, I am batshit crazy. There's absolutely no doubt about that. I mean, who cooks up pigs, trotters and chicken feet, then ends up buying in marine collagen creating a formula and launching it into a market that did not exist and insisting on going direct to consumer when no one else was. Crazy? I'm a risk taker, 100%. Have you hmm. ever, you say you're, you're good friends with your ex-husband now, have, have you ever yeah. sat down over a cup of coffee, a glass of wine and just kind of, you know, just gone back over that story, what he thought, what you thought, what he saw, what you saw? Um. So we've never actually had that conversation because I don't think it would be right for us to go that emotionally deep when he's remarried. I think that that would be disrespectful to her. Mm. But she's lovely. You know, we go on walks together. I think she's a lovely, lovely lady. And I know the hardest role to play as a parent is a step-parent. And she's a step-parent to my children. And we do get on really bloody well. We don't, I'd, have, I'd have them over for dinner. Of course I would. So... I think you mentioned that. Did your mum die at sixty? Yeah, bless her. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to get maudlin. Don't worry about it. But I don't know if you heard us say earlier. A couple of listeners had got in touch to say that they were scared of sixty. Which is, I thought, really I interesting. Um, how do you feel about sixty? Do you know it's really interesting, isn't it? Because I, 
The only thing I don't like about getting older is this: I've still got shit to do, right? There's so much thing. I want to go Kilimanjaro. I want to. I'm racing a rickshaw around Sri Lanka in two weeks' time. You know, there's so much I want to do, and I want to do it while I'm healthy. My mum, oh my god, done the minimum wage her whole life. She retired at sixty in January. She died in September. She used to phone me up and say, "Max, I'm very rich. I don't have to do anything. They just give me this pension." It's amazing. Broke my heart. And no, I'm not scared. I embrace age. I think, I think age is. I think if I get every single woman to embrace where they're at, to look at, really look at where they're at. And if you're in a relationship and it's not working for you, chat to him about it. Chat to her about it because you can probably, you know, you're probably feeling the same. You might be able to work it together. And I think we've got such experience at our age. And I am not scared one iota, but I get it. I respect that some people are, and I always respect people. And that must be a really horrible place to be. And I think this says a lot about me in not a nice way, is I would always say, hey, I'm walking down the road with my two daughters. Ain't no one looking at me, right? So the pressure's off. And I like that too. It's an odd thing we have as women, isn't it? Because at a certain stage, whether we like it or not, there's got to be an element of, are we sexually attractive? It's that thing about walking into a room, are you going to get a reaction? You're not necessarily looking for that as you get older as a woman. No, and I'm not. And I I think, you know, this whole, as I said, I'm doing some work on whether I want a relationship or not. I'm doing some work on that at the moment with someone. But it's just not on my radar. I don't even think about it. I, I, and that's bizarre. Is that because my estrogen has fallen off a cliff and my hormones have gone whoosh? I just don't, I don't look at a man and think, oh, maybe, maybe I should start doing that, right? I don't know. I think if you feel good in yourself, you do feel quite sexy. Like, when yeah. You up and you don't have to kind of make an effort. It's just, I suppose, if you're feeling confident oh just back there sorry (laughs) that was not sexy (laughs) (laughs) if you're feeling confident I think it's a sort of natural thing that you do feel maybe it's empowered or you just feel would you do you ever actually sort of think to yourself not in relation to another person I feel sexy um yeah I think I do I do I I don't say it to people but I definitely feel I feel sexy I feel sexy so what? I don't feel like jumping on a man's bones, but I do feel, yeah, hey, you're kind of going on today, girl. Whoa. That comes with some confidence, isn't it? Yeah. But it's not, it's not an ego, pig-headed. That's the difference, I think. So when I was in my 20s or 30s, if I, I sort of looked at the mirror and thought, oh, you look good, girl. Go out there and knock them dead. Whereas now it's a different, mm. different feeling. Mm. And I wish I could get every woman to, because I do think it's a period. I remember like, not knowing what to wear, opening my wardrobe and going, what am I supposed to wear at this age? And I went through this hippie phase. Everything was long and flowing. And my girls will laugh. Then I went through, yeah, I go through different phases. And I meant, you don't, you're changing. Your body changes. And this, and I think you have to take time. I think you have to realize that's where you're at. You have to embrace it. You have to pause. You have to look it around you. And you have to get to know yourself again because it's a different stage in your life I believe Mm. yeah that pause I personally think is really important and to a certain extent that's where this podcast came from 
because I was discombobulated about the prospect of 60 and actually it has forced me to kind of stop and reflect and we've listened to, you know, so many different people. Every single one has been different. Every single one has been interesting um, because I think it's too easy just to keep going, just keep the blinkers on, keep going, don't think about it. And actually to stop and think about it and think, right, okay, what do I want? Who am I? What's important? What's not? I have found that personally, you know, a, a really positive thing. Whereas my mum, who was a very, very um, tenacious, you know, little terrier of a woman, she just kept going until she hit the the wall of ill health, unfortunately. Um, and, I, you know, God, I adored her and she was a brilliant mum. But I think somewhere in my head I thought, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to keep just running till I hit the wall. Mm-hmm. You've got to be kind to yourself, haven't you? And I don't think we are kind to ourselves enough, whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally. And I think you've got to nurture yourself. We live a lot longer now. Jesus Christ, being 60. I remember my mum being 38 and me thinking, whoa, she's really old. Age is, you know, it's a different, it's different times. You know, so I was chatting to somebody today about somebody being 76 and not well. And we're saying, that's not an age. It's different times. And I think... You know, I think that you have to kind of reset and you can do it with the people around you. You can do it with the people you love. You don't have to kick them out. It's a journey together. But I do think also if you've got mood hoovers, get rid of them. What's a mood hoover? Somebody that just, the nayers, don't do that, don't do this, get them out. Yeah, get ditch, absolutely get shot, get rid of them. Listen, I've just realised the time. God, we've taken so much time. And, but we have to, well, we've got to do the bingo. But... And also, I want yes. you to my blinking, and I'm taking my glasses off for this, right? Yes. So, um, what's the key? Cream. Yeah, the, the, yeah the, the stuff that you put on your eyes. Do you put yeah. it, so I read the instructions, you, you kind of put a little bit on, like, a bit like eyeliner or whatever, and yeah. then you pat it. Do you, do, do you put it under your eyes as well or not? So... The eye cream increases collagen by up to 143%. And what you do is you pat it. Your eye has got a draw, right? So don't go all over your eye. Your eye has got a draw. So you put it on and you pat around and it will draw into the eye. So you just don't put it right near the eye. You pat it on. There you go. That's it. Got that wrong then. Okay. Well, well, did you do it correctly tonight? Well, yeah, we'll do. <laughs> yes, I will do. But Actually, you know, we've all we've all got our own ways and other things of, of doing it. And the, the, yeah, as you know, and I'll send you some, Kay. The uh, the neck and deck, darling, is my absolute favourite because you know when I look in the mirror, I go, "Yeah, you're okay," but it's it's this bit that I just think yeah. is a little bit saggy. So for me. You know, it's got derma sculpting and it's brilliant for tightening. So all the all the topicals are deep lift range and that's that's what they're for. So yeah. Neck and deck. Neck and deck. Karen, I would like to introduce you to my new companion. No. She's called Poppy. She is very stylish, classy, accommodating, versatile, and if you get up close and you sniff her, <laughs> uh, she has a wonderful smell of leather. Oh, I love the smell of leather. <laughs> I'm slightly confused. What are we talking when about? You bag, when you buy Poppy, is the style. It's from a small Scottish company called Sarah Harron. Uh, Sarah was working in the corporate world. She couldn't find a functional bag that looked great, so she decided to create a whole range of them. Oh, very nice. Listen, I'm loving the pink lining. 
got in all these pockets. I know I've got one for my iPad, I've got one for my water bottle, I've got room for a spare pair of knickknacks for an overnight. What about the handles? Well, you've got a choice. I like a backpack, so I use the backpack handles, or you've got the short straps. And also this detachable pouch I can take off and either use as a clutch or as a shoulder strap. So I like that. It's like two, three bags in one. Yeah. Now, what about the colours? Different colours? Lots of different colours, lots of different ways you can style it. Tell you what, this will see me out, this bag. It's got more years in it than I've got. Also a great gift for someone that you really value and respect. Okay. Don't hold your breath. Visit the Sarah Harron website now where you'll receive an exclusive offer of 20% off your first bag. And not only that, you will also get three accessories absolutely free so you can start styling your bag right away. Just enter the code K K A Y E at the checkout to receive this incredible offer. Right, bingo. Maxim, yeah, two numbers, please, between 1 and 60. Hmm. 28, my favourite number. Oh, right. that's my favourite age. I shouldn't yeah, say that. Yeah, I liked Yeah, 28 was a good age. I love 68. Uh, I'm going to do this. Choose two weeks of heaven. Oh, gosh. A total frame of mind I'm in. Two weeks of heaven, right how I'm feeling today, would be going around Sri Lanka with my friends in a rickshaw that I'm doing in a couple of weeks' time and seeing them discover things about themselves that they don't know. All right. Okay, next next number. Let's go for something stupid like 19. Last decent kiss. And I don't mean from your daughters. Last decent kiss. Oh, well, seven years ago. I've already said it, haven't I? Right. Mm. Right. And you might think that's really sad and some people do. But I'm just not ready. I know I'm not. Because even when I say that now, I can feel it in my stomach. I'm like, I am not ready. And I love snogging by the way <laughs> the right person a good snog oh love it but yeah seven years the next person the oh, poor the, bugger you're going to reveal your full self your you know your total self yeah if i can't give him myself i'm not going to bother well listen max it's been such a pleasure spending time with you thank oh, you so you. much it, it really it has lovely. it thank really you. has um and i'll make sure she keeps putting on her well actually i'm, I'm going to get what do you call it again dick and dick, dick, dick and dick, dick. <laughs> dick. let's go for neck and dick you have to say that properly otherwise it, otherwise it sounds rude neck and dick i'll send you some thanks for that maxine it better be a lorry load of the stuff next week on how to be 60 best-selling author and screenwriter samantha lee howe Success eluded Samantha until well into her 50s thanks to an abusive childhood and first marriage. But as she approaches 60, there is no stopping her.